Good morning, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, your host of 3P Ball. And today's episode will be immobilizing Omra Ace, my week 18 opponent. So let's get started. Now, in terms of our 10 team crew, Ace is definitely one of the members to not just our league, but the fantasy basketball in general. Uh, he grew up watching basketball um, in our childhood years, but uh, never really participated in any type of fantasy basketball sport. That all changed in 2020 when we brought him in to uh, flesh out our crew and uh, subbed him in in the place of some older uh, members in our league who were no longer interested. And in a little background about Ace, he's generally a competitive individual. I grew up playing video games with him. That's definitely where his passion lied uh, earlier when all of us spent time in sports. And very competitive guy. So he had the makings of what was supposed to be a strong fantasy player. And so we trialed him. And we started him off in the year 2020. So uh, in the midst of COVID, there was some difficulties navigating the league. Uh, we gave him a quick little boot camp. Little, um, and again, he has basic familiarity with the league. So uh, it wasn't too long, we thought, for him to uh, catch up to the nuances of fantasy basketball. And he came off with a great initial season that really had two halves. First half, he would uh, bench people, he would forget to start players. Um, he was learning, but that second half, he just came on and he ended up finishing third in the regular season. And uh, quite a strong campaign that caught us off guard. And that was primarily due to his draft. Uh, he drafted Giannis, first pick, Jamal Murray, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Paul, Kristaps uh, uh, Porzingis. He could right there see in his first five picks a good mix of uh, big man, uh, assists, blocks, um, a field goal, and uh, turnover efficiencies. And with, of course, Kristaps Porzingis, he got the block potential. And he complemented that with some great waiver moves. He picked up Kareem Levert, who that year averaged 20 points, 3.3 triples for the year. Kyle Kuzma, a steady big that was giving him six to seven boards a game. Um, Tobias Harris, three threes a game. Norm Powell, 18 points, 21 threes a game, which really strengthened his three-point result. So, what happened in the playoffs? Faced off against the eventual second place winner of that year, Shiroz, and he lost 5 4. Now, 5 4, all that separated him was three blocks, seven threes, and ten rebounds. Important to note, Giannis, uh, sorry, Porzingis in three games that he played during that series got zero blocks. If he just had three blocks, four blocks, Ace would have made it to semis. And then from there on out, semis would have faced off against Harry that year. And I'm very confident anyone uh, would have wiped Harry in that semifinal. That was just an awful, easy 
easy free win that on that series. And for all we know, he's could have been in the final just three blocks away or four blocks away from being pretty much a finals appearance that year. So very, very strong campaign, high hopes for a follow-up campaign because this 2021, he would have had focus right from the beginning. And he did. And it just did not work out for him. Now again, I will not blame Ace for his position in draft because 2021, he drafted Dame first of all, who got injured. He followed that up with Russell Westbrook, who had a meltdown of the year, just was not strong. Shea Gilgis, who had that in injury that took him out 24 games. And Pirtle, who he dropped just because it didn't fit his build. Um, very low free throw. <coughs> was hurting him in many categories. And, you know, when your first three picks have been hurt or playing well below what you thought you drafted for, it's hard to recover. And he was middling in the bottom of the league. And I think it was getting to him. Uh, his inaugural season, he never really faced peril, even when he was checked out. He wasn't last. And something happens when you're blocked from the league. We call it the sackle pits. You get desperate. And he got taken advantage of. There was a trade that occurred, and I referenced this trade many times. To give you the context, Garland, who was drafted seventh overall and playing like a top three player, Jay drafted third overall. Chris Middleton drafted fourth overall. All these players were playing to their draft value at minimum. And that Ace had was traded for OG Ananobi, who was fourth round averaging. Norm Powell and Will Barton, both of those were undrafted waiver scum. Uh, that, again, had some value. Now, if you even do OJ for Shea, fourth round, third round, that means Ace was giving away Garland and Middleton for Norm Powell and Will Barton. I don't, I'll never know the background for that trade. I just think Ace really wanted to make a change. And we know Jin has good convincing skills. I think Norm Powell was a player that Ace had the year before where he was doing well in. That could have had a factor in. Nonetheless, that was the trade that was proposed, and it shut down the league. It shut down Congress to the point where we actually conducted a veto, the first and only of our league. Well, I won't say early. After that, we uh, egg spiraled under control. He tried to trade Russell Westbrook for Dort. He tried to trade a Anthony Edwards for Gideon Levert. All of those trades got vetoed, as we thought Ace was just not playing with a sound mind. Eventually, he did, after a cooling off period, he did trade Shea for OG. Now, the ironic part is, he, he did that trade, missing the news that Shea had returned from an injury, and he did not pay attention. He quickly received that trade proposal and hit the button. And OG, a week later, got hurt. OG got dropped by Ace's squad and Jin made a claim to pick him up. It was unsuccessful, but the complete swindle was complete. So, what did that result in? At the end, Ace was our Sacco of 2021. He uh, 
He just did not um, did not perform from the drop, from his trades, from his waiver pickups. No team chemistry just didn't make sense. Now, Ace as a player, his strong suits have been swift in picking up the hot hand out of our waivers. He's really good at it. He sees a couple of games, he'll pick them up, and he'll run that until we have to drop him. A lot of our league owners are hesitant. You know, one game, two game sample size is not enough. Ace will take that and run with it. And it's resulted in him picking up Ball Ball early in the year, picking up Kessler, um, picking up players that are just performing outstandingly for a hot streak. And so he locks into it or he's swift into it. His waiver pickups tend to be really good. I think another strength is he ha- he's learning and improving his cat strategy and player familiarity. Ace is now understanding which players he recognizes when Gary Trent got dropped. He was very early on able to recognize, hey, Gary Trent's for free. He's uh, elite in steals and threes and points, and it was just a cold streak. He pointed it out, and uh, he was one of the first to point it out. So it shows that he is progressing and learning. His weaknesses are that he just doesn't follow If he does follow the players, he doesn't follow the news. And that puts him in a disadvantage, especially when trades are set set up and proposed. He doesn't understand the macro reasoning behind the trade. I think he's evolved to understand his team, but that next level of fantasy, where you recognize what your opponent is chasing for in cats, and you know, that game of press is not there yet. And it's baby steps for him, but knowing that he's only looking at his own team, you're able to take advantage. He's not—he's still not strong in maximizing a return. So even when he conducts trades, he doesn't feel play the field, seeing what else is out there, and trying to, you know, renegotiate, trying to counter and get another player in, or a higher level player, or delay the trade. Um, he is easily convinced. I think that—that's a—that's a. That's a Weakness that was prevalent earlier, it's improving now. But, you know, earlier this year, he made a trade and kind of mentioned that he felt bad. He got pressured into it. Now it's his own doing. No one's got sympathy. But just knowing that you can keep pestering him and that guilt him and artificially a trade has been mobilized into going through with the trade. Shows that, you know, he just doesn't have the stones yet. And, you know, maybe he's eventually going to drop, you know. He'll be, he'll become a man soon. But for now, uh, he'll make stones, you know. His competitive drive is questionable. Uh, again, I highlighted his earlier competitiveness, but hard to gauge. Uh, and to be fair, it, it is hard to gauge when you started at the bottom and you haven't clawed your way back up you need a little bit of help so uh, that one you know not not so sure and yeah just team building through the draft I think it's improved but it's still a work in progress this year uh, speaking of draft his third overall pick he picked up Joel Embiid he's been performing well I know he had that brief little injury stint but 
we all thought he, uh, I would have taken the under on James played, and he's been playing games. 18th overall, second round, Kawhi Leonard. Now, this is an interesting pick. Not because Kawhi Leonard isn't a great god amongst us in per game points. It's just that Ace is still new to the sport and recognize that Kawhi Leonard is a difficult player to manage. You have to understand and build a team around Kawhi Leonard playing 50, 55 games and taking advantage of that. So Kawhi Leonard's a great pick and he's been performing well. It seems like he's playing more back-to-backs, he's playing more games overall, he's resting less, and he's looking like his own self. So it's looking great right now. Jared over Jared Allen, third overall. This was a player I had circled. I thought he was going to be a thief, block god, akin to what JJJ and Turner's been doing. He's been mildly disappointing to say the least. Uh, I think both Cleveland bigs have been with the uh, insertion of uh, Donovan Mitchell in. Zach Levine and DeAndre. I'll get back to those two. There's no longer an Ace of Squad. Well, I'll cover it right now. Zach Levine is uh, Ace's, what, fourth overall pick? And Anthony Simons is 98th overall pick. Got traded earlier in the year for Kevin Durant and uh, uh, Tobias, I'm sorry, Harrison Barnes. Now, when he conducted that trade, we had assumed that uh, it was to pair KD with Embiid. Uh, Anthony Simons was South High because Dame was out that year. But we later realized in the podcast earlier that he made the trade because Ali complimented him. So, eh, you know. I'm not sure. Um, DeAndre Aiden, his uh, fifth overall pick, also got traded Kevin Porter Jr. Aiden, I thought, was putting up empty stats, might get traded. And Kevin Porter Jr. is not is a turnover machine, not strong on free throws with the efficiencies. We're really good on threes, points, rebounds, assists. And so I could see why Ace valued him. And Ace just wasn't fitting his build because I think Ace was going for a three-point strategy win there. Um that moves us on to six-pick Jordan Poole. Um, obviously a disappointing campaign. Him, Draymond Green, back-to-back Golden State Warrior pickups. Green, again, interesting pickup. He's typically good for punt points. Don't know what Ace is thinking. Probably down position assists and rebounds. Tyler Hero, after that, injured good, decent. Didn't really take that step that I thought he would. And then after that, his last five picks, Okongwu, Anthony Simons, Brandon Clark, Jaden McDaniel, and Dylan Brooks all are no longer with his team, with the exception of Anthony Simons who got traded as part of the KD package. Now the other trade he conducted later on was Kevin Durant and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who he picked up afterwards, for Jonas Valanciunas and Harrison Barnes again. Harrison Barnes just keeps reappearing in Ace's trades. He was part of both trades, so a little Vanderbilt energy between Talal and I there. Um, again, reasoning with covered immediate wins, he's trying to get out of this tackle pick, and Katie was injured. Now, throughout the year, he's made good pickups. He, again, picked up, I mentioned, Bobo. He picked up Oubre, Payne, Mitch Robinson, Kessler. 
He also dropped Claxton, Oubre, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Smith, Fultz. So, although he did good in pickups, he could have done even better if he had retained some of his players, especially at Claxton when he picked up Kessler. He would have, well, he's already dominating blocks, I guess. Let's cover his his uh, strength in his categories. I'd say he's the most elite in field goal turnovers, blocks, and rebounds. Those are all top quartile stats that he holds right now. Field goal, you know, between his his bigs, um, he's he's really really strong in that category. I think uh, I think um, if I go through his current roster right now. I'll say Harrison Barnes 470, Joel Embiid 540, Kawhi Leonard 500, Valanciunas 544, Kessler. That's what I wanted to look up. 712, fantastic. Um, Jared Allen 655, Green 523, Boucher 491. I mean, all of his plays, especially with Kevin Porter injured right now. He is elite in field goal. Now free throw, he's also top quartile, which would be surprised when I mentioned Kessler. It's backed by Tyler Hero, Vincenzo, Jordan Poole, Harrison Barnes, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, all 860 plus free throws and his low ball and low volume guys and Kessler only averages two free throws a game. Uh, Jared Allen is a big uh, unknown and free throw, he averages three a game, so it can be masked by the volume of his top performers. Um, I mentioned rebounds, I mean, just Kessler, Valanciunas, his big, really know how to grab on board, and blocks. Kessler, the machine, Joel Embiid, uh, really strong in the block category. I'd say he's middle of the line in steals, rebounds, uh, uh, so sorry, steals and threes. Uh, I would consider it middle of the line. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, uh, Tyler Hero occasionally, uh, Draymond Green, uh, and now Matisse Thybulle. Depending on how his watches out with the news of, uh, of Anthony Simons' injury uh, and Nurkic still being out, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. And it might be able to bump his steals cap. And finally, he's bottom in points. That's just not his strong suit. I think Draymond Green, where a lot of the things are just not high point getters. So uh, he's bottom point out there. Now, last week, I would have only really beaten him 5 4. I would have lost a turnover, which was only separated by three turnovers. Uh, but blocks, he would have desolated me. Rebounds, he would have desolated me. And again, field goal was only capped by about a four-point differential. So, field goal turnover could have flip-flopped potentially if uh, I made the waiver that week to notch up against it. But he probably would have made some counter uh, waiver moves as well. So, five-four build a win was my prediction for this week. I'm currently winning five-four. Questions for Ace this season. His goal is clear. He wants to not be back-to-back back I think that's going to re- depend on the health of Kevin Porter. He's a bi- he's big. He's part of the trade that he traded away Aiden for. He's his source of threes, points, rebounds, and assist boosts. I think um, 
Well, uh, the role of Tribal is a big question with Portland's injuries. Walker Kessler, is he going to continue to play rookie of the year? We all see signs of Claxton slowing down. Will Kessler have a similar slowdown? Kawhi Leonard, is he going to start resting down the road? He's obviously at risk for, and what the impact of that will be, will be hard to gauge. The Golden State Warriors exposure. He has three players in this squad who are Golden State Warriors. Rest, um, low game weeks will all expose Ace to pretty bad outcomes. His waiver game continues, needs to continue being strong. Last week he picked up Caruso, gave him nine steals for the week, uh, which was pivotal in his win. Uh, he's obviously vying for steals here with picking up the tribal person and and we'll see if his waivers can uh, reflect his competition accurately. Uh, with Zion being out, top 10 Valanchunas might actually be a steal. Uh, if Zion remains out, it looks like he will. Valanchunas should perform like he did last year. And that will be huge as Kevin Durant's still out. More moves to come. Ace is not afraid of the trades. Uh, that are proposed to him or he offers and we still have a couple of weeks for trade deadline we could see him making a move that would be similar to a recent trade where he ends up winning or his earlier trades that break the league we shall see and then his engagement over being sackled for the entire year and close to it is hard but i think he'll remain engaged because halal is hot on his tail to climb out of that sackle pit so he follows my matchup with uh, face-off against third-place Byron and first-place Sharon. So his strength of schedule is not easy. He has a hard two weeks coming up. So let's see. That is the end of me immobilizing our opponent, Umra Ace. So um, thank you very much and stay tuned for our R&R later tonight. Have a good day, guys. Thank you.